welcome to another episode of In The Loop Break by Roping Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Joe Fabrizio, and we're pretty excited about this next series. We are going to do 15 days of NFR breakaway roping. We are going to interview some of the top 15 breakaway ropers, as well as a couple of people behind the scenes. So thank you for listening to our podcast. Take a listen. Today we are here with Cheyenne Guillory. Cheyenne is coming into the 2021 National Finals Breakaway Roping in the number 11th position. Cheyenne, thanks for coming to the show today. Hey, Jordan. Thanks for having me on. So, Cheyenne, you had a really kick-butt season. You came in and you you wiped them out over the 4th of July. Tell me a little bit about it and, and what some of your takeaways were from this rodeo season this year. Yeah, so um, I actually hadn't decided to rodeo up until kind of right before um, the 4th. And me and Alex decided we were going to enter up. So we went and I kind of just went into the season just wanting to go to some of the better rodeos that I could. I didn't necessarily have in mind that I was going to be trying to make the finals. And I was just really fortunate to have a really good Cowboy Christmas. And it kind of just took off from there. And then I felt like I was in a position to go ahead and try to give myself a chance to make the final. So that's what I ended up doing. Um, but I would say some of my takeaways uh, from the rodeo season, you know, were kind of reiterated some of the things I already knew about rodeo. Um, you know, it, it was tough. I learned a lot. There was a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Uh, but I would say one of the biggest things was the amount of time preparation wise, you know, normally we're used to being able to go home and kind of regroup and prepare. Um, and that it wasn't so much that way on the road. Fortunately, um, you know, I was able to go to some places and get to practice and rope and stuff, but I would say that was one of my biggest takeaways and one of the biggest challenges of the season. Yeah. And I completely agree. You know, one of the things that, that keeps reiterating itself to me is, you know, we've, we've all talked to several people who have rodeoed, who have made the finals, um, you know, all these things, but even them telling us what to expect and and some of those things like that, you just have to live it. You just have to do it. You know, it's not anything. I think you can tell somebody this is exactly how it's going to go because it, it doesn't happen that way. And so um, one of the biggest things that, which I know you had a few different traveling partners throughout the year, but one of them was Taylor Hanchi. And so, you had a little bit of an advantage with a veteran there because she knew a lot. So tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of how she helped you and, and, you know, what the benefits of using, using her veteran tactics were. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think anytime, uh, you know, you have people that have rodeoed and, you know, just know those places and have been to those places and know good places to stop and things like that. I think anytime you have someone like that, just to ask questions to and prepare, I think that's such a huge thing. And I've been really fortunate to have those people. Um, but with Taylor, yeah, she knows the ropes and uh, she, you know, she's been to all those rodeos as a bell racer and it makes it a lot easier. Um, it's just kind of a sense of comfort knowing that, you know, you're with someone that knows what's going on. And, um, Taylor and Shane, you know, both helped me out so much this year. I literally, when we were in Ellensburg, I got a stomach virus or something and I was 
deathly sick and Taylor was nursing me back to health and Shane was roping on my horse to get him ready for, I think we went to Walla Walla after that. So I think, you know, just anytime you have someone that is a good traveling partner in general and a good person to be around and takes care of business, I think that's one thing. And then it's also another thing when that person also is a veteran and really knows what's going on and has been to those places. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I think it was funny. We'd, I'd call you guys and be like, hey, this is where I'm at. Where do I go? Where do I stay? You know, <laughs> she'd be like, um, quit stealing my traveling partner. No, but um, yeah, I mean, it is. And you get out there and you're out there, you know, just like you said, you can't unless you know somebody, you don't have anywhere to practice. You, you're, you're gone from home. You can't just run home. And, um, so you're stuck. And so you've got a, you know, it's survival of the fittest almost. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely is. And, you know, it's nice to have those things to your advantage. So tell me going to your favorite rodeo, which, which one out of all the rodeos we went to was your favorite rodeo, favorite setup? Um, committees, some of those things? Oh, it was really hard for me to kind of narrow that down to one. Um, in a sense, I really liked Belfouche because we were there, I think we were there the third, but you know, it was over the fourth and there was fireworks going off and it was, we were, me and Alex were in a performance and it was really loud and fun and I was able to win that rodeo. So I really liked Belfouche, but I would definitely say Salinas. I thought the setup was really fun. Um, it was a great atmosphere and environment. Uh, I would definitely say Salinas was my favorite place we went this summer and just overall the season. Well, and adding on to Salinas, one of the coolest little memories I have there is you and Taylor and I and Shane and a couple other people, Misty Wright was with me. Um, we got to go and eat at a actual fish place on the on the on the ocean the you know you walk out the back the ocean was right there but just that experience and we're all sitting there and we're having we're having dinner and taylor goes you know rodeo is what got us here rodeo is giving us this opportunity and i think that's one of the memories i won't ever forget because it's like you know you know that but you don't really know that and then you're like hey yeah this is why we're here and so just getting to experience that with with friends and you know people that that we love and stuff. It's, um, I just thought that was a pretty neat memory. Yeah, I did too, you know, and then also at Salinas, it was kind of towards, you know, the end of the season and things slowing down. And it was one, it was a relief to get there because Taylor is, I give her the credit for, for me getting to Salinas because we went to Coeur d'Alene and Taylor, you know, she was in a good position standing wise, but she really didn't in her, in her mind completely think she would be in the top 15. She was just, she likes the Northwest and was helping me get to be able to go to those places. And so we went Canby and ended up getting, she ended up getting into the tour final. So us kind of getting down to, you know, towards the end of the season where all the hard work had paid off. That was another, another thing about it. That was just nice. You know, it was a sense of relief. Yeah, most certainly. And, you know, that was another thing we learned this year, too, is, you know, on the tour finale, you have to get your rodeo count to make that work. And I don't think any of us, or I know speaking for myself, we really prepared for that, you know, and at the halfway point, you're like, oh, crap, I need, you know, X amount of more rodeos to make this work. And then 
all of a sudden you're driving here, there and everywhere to make, make it work. And so that was a, I think that was a learning curve for me too. Yeah, absolutely. So how many rodeos did you end up going to? I ended up going to 57 rodeos. That's quite a few. Yes. And I wouldn't have thought at the beginning of the season that I would have went to that many rodeos. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it all worked out. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. So transitioning into the NFR, um, it's a new format this year, 10 rounds on the average, uh, headed to Vegas. What are some of your expectations as going in there as a rookie this year? You know, I kind of, in my mind, am going to just take it as 10 runs. And I'm just going to focus on the calf that I have and try to score good and rope the calf as fast as I can. Um, I'm just going to stay focused on doing my job and, you know, the calf that I'm drawn and see where I end up at the end. Yeah, I think that'll be great strategy. So planning, preparation, stuff like that. Um, I know you rope a lot with, with Mr. Gary Wells and, and Cody McCartney. Um, what's your guys' game plan? Are you doing anything different? Are you setting up the arena? Um, you're roping a bunch of calves. How are you going about it? You know, I've actually taken, um, I kind of took after the women's finals in Vegas, I kind of took a few days off. Uh, and gave my horse a few days off. You know, he's been gone and running the roads. Not that he necessarily needs some time off, but I thought he deserved some. So I kind of just kicked him out for a few days and um, and I'm just getting him back exercised and I pin roped a little bit on him. And um, Cody has, you know, some horses up here. He always has a pile of horses to rope on. So I'm just focusing on mainly making sure that I'm being correct in my roping and my loop is sharp. Um, I'm not doing anything crazy or different. You know, I'm just going to stick with the things that have got me here and that's scoring good, riding my horse good and roping the neck sharp. And so I'm just going to stick with how, you know, I typically prepare to rope and win. Tell us a little bit about, about your little horse Hawk. Um, you know, I know you've had him for a little bit now, so walk us through what that process has been like. Yeah. So, you know, you and Raymond found that horse for me and, um, he was, I would say he was kind of green when I got him not to rope on, but as far as, you know, he hadn't been hauled and he was by no means a veteran or anything like that. But, you know, he's been so easy uh, to be around, to rope on. You know, he really enjoys his job. Um, he's just a happy horse to be around. It has been a challenge, you know, that I would say that was one of the biggest things this summer. You know, I'm used to having an older teenage horse that, I just have to rope on, you know, and he has been easy, but also, you know, with the younger horse, I feel that at times you need, you know, more time just to prepare. And it's probably mainly just for me, you know, getting those runs and those feel and a feel in the practice pen. Um, because normally, you know, the setups down here that we're used to are really fast setups and they're not ride, but those setups, you know, this summer, are mainly two under and you have to let the cattle do something. So I think that was more mental than it was my horse, you know, but that was one of the biggest challenges I think this summer um, that I had to overcome was knowing, you know, even though I haven't practiced this two under setup as much as I would have wanted to this week, but, you know, I know that my horse is going to do his job. I just have to focus on doing mine. Um, But as far as him, he's been really easy. I'm really fortunate to have him. I really like him and 
you know, I've been able to have some success and fast setups and, you know, I won the Spicer grip on him this year and won a little bit at Salinas on him. So I've been fortunate to be able to have him as a young horse that I feel confident on short setups and bigger outside setups. Well, that's one thing, you know, just watching you and, and how far you've taken the horse, you know, he was, he was green, hadn't been anywhere, but he's excelled and you've excelled in all sorts of different setups, long scores, short scores. And so that's pretty neat to have a horse underneath you that you have confidence in that, that, you know, can back in there, whether it's Cheyenne or Salinas or, you know, where it's just, you know, three under right behind them. So, um, I think that that's, that's one of the neatest things to be able to say is that you've, you've taken that horse where he is now and, and that's a pretty neat feat. Well, thank you. You know, uh, Gary Wells and Cody have helped me with him a lot. Um, and just, I'm really fortunate that I did have, uh, you know, I had my older black horse when I got Hawk. And so I didn't have to just throw him to the fire right away. I was able to rope on him, you know, and take him to some different places and take him to some little stuff before I really, got to a point where I needed him um you know I wasn't even I wasn't even sure if I wanted to go um, to the Seth Brazier Memorial uh, last February because you know my black horse was kind of on his way out and some younger kids have him now and I just I just didn't I didn't really feel confident on him and um Cody was like no you need to take that horse and you need to go to that rope and, and I ended up winning the rope and so I think that they have both him and Gary both have told me so many times they're like don't worry about it you know just go rope and that's been one of the biggest things to overcome was just real realizing that you know all you need to do is rope and he's filled some big shoes for me well next time you feel like not going to a rope and feel free to stay home <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> don't everybody else out you know. but yeah I, I think that that's everybody you know too and and just knowing you just gotta you gotta go and rope and be able to back in there and not worry about your horse and, and do your job. And so, um, you know, that's something I think is, is something we all, it's a good perspective to have for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your traveling partners, you know, from start to finish, you have any, any cool stories you want to share? Well, you know, I, um, started out with Alex and we had a great time over the fourth. I mean, Alex is, so great to be around she's happy-go-lucky has a great attitude um and then she wasn't sure if she was going to go or wasn't going to go um after you know we got back from Cheyenne and everything and so then I, I conned Taylor into going and talked her into going so I told her to Shane that I do want just like a little glimmer of credit for her going to the finals because I pestered her and pestered her to rodeo <laughs> that's a total joke she uh, <laughs> but um I'll make sure so, I, you know, I, yeah yeah um and so you know they're both super super great to go with they're great friends great people to be around and then you know I rode with you to Salinas and even though you forgot that we agreed that I was going to ride with you and so when I went to load my stuff in your trailer you looked at me like I was a ghost or something and said, Hey, you're riding with me. I really thought you were playing a joke on me. And then I was freaking out. And I told Taylor, I'm like, I did tell her that I was, we were riding together. Right. She's like, yeah, definitely. Um, well, let's clarify this story. So <laughs> when she asked me to go, I had just had a small fall at Pendleton and I was yeah, just small yeah, bit shook up. And then you're like, Hey, can I go with you to Salinas? And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. And then 
you know, we're sitting in Amarillo preparing to go out there. We were up at Amarillo, had to drive pretty much straight through to make it work and get there on time. And then I'm sitting there and all of a sudden Cheyenne's just loading her stuff in my trailer. And I'm like, uh, what are you doing? And she was like, I'm going with you. And I'm like, oh, you are? And so it was my <laughs> fault. But I mean, that's really what happened. Yeah. I mean, uh, besides that, the only, the only thing that, um, we, I issue I had was, you know, when me and Taylor were getting ready to leave for the Northwest, we went to a couple amateur rodeos before we left because she was also trying to make the CPRA finals. Um, and the living quarters we were going to take had some issues and we weren't sure if there was something wrong with the axle or not. So we ended up taking her Shane stock trailer and we were kind of, you know, we kind of decided we would be able to stay with Shane a little bit because we were up at, you know, a lot of the same times and places. And, but Taylor did put us an air mattress in the front of it. And we stopped, I think it's Santa Rosa, maybe uh, when we were headed up there and it was, it was pretty cool. You know, it was, it was a little chilly outside. And so we let our horses out for a minute and Taylor's like, do you want to get in our LQ and take a nap? And I'm like, sure. So we get up there on our air mattress and she said, turn your air conditioner on. And I said, what are you talking about? And she's like, your window, open your window. <laughs> so fortunately, um, thanks to Shane, that was the only time we had to sleep in our makeshift LQ. But um, <laughs> you were truly that, that rodeo was, cowgirl. That yeah, I, I, I told Taylor, I said, um, I said, man, how, how did you, you know, what were your thoughts going into this? She's like, well, I was really doing this for you. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, you're a, you're a good friend. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Doing yeah, but that's really you. the only, the nice. only crazy, the only two crazy things I really had happen, fortunately, while rodeoing this year. So if you had to go back and do anything differently this year to carry over into next year, what would that be and why? Oh, well, I probably wouldn't fly to Dickinson, North Dakota to go to that rodeo. <laughs> um, that was really the only thing I did that I was like, man, it, it wasn't dumb to go, you know, because when I started out, you know, I, I had just had a good fourth and then, you know, it made sense to go to Cheyenne and those couple of rodeos in Nebraska on the way home. Um, and then it made sense to go to the Northwest, you know, because those are good rodeos and, you know, you can win enough dang sure to make it worth your while going up there. But I did fly to Dickinson, North Dakota after going to, we went to Abilene Slack and then we drove to Spring Hill, Louisiana, Perth. And it was a nonstop from there to put the horses up. And then Cody brought me to the airport. Um, I unfortunately didn't have any luck, but then, you know, you, you get to a point where, you know, Taylor quoted it as, you know, she said, you've already come this far, you know, you spent this much to, to win this much. And she, I wouldn't say she talked me into it, but you know, it, it made sense and it validated going. Um, but other than that, you know, I really wouldn't do anything different. I went to the rodeos I wanted to go to and was fortunate to have some you know, enough luck to, to get in the top 15. Well, and I think, you know, kind of at the end you know the last I'll say the from 11th to 20th there was a huge huge anybody it was anybody's game you know there was so much different money and and different opportunities and stuff it was it was just a kind of a rat race and it was it was pretty gruel at the end but 
you know, you do, you do have to take those chances because after you've been all year long, um, you would hate to say that you could have done something and didn't, and then not be obviously where you want your end result to be. So it is something you had to do. And, um, and all of us, you know, and I think that we all learn from different things that we did and, and didn't do. And, and then, you know, we carry that into next year, but that's where, you know, I think I look back and I think that, man, I learned a whole lot of things. And so, it's, it's, um, it's exciting moving forward into, you know, continuing to rope and learn as a person and athlete and just keep on keeping on. Yeah. You know, and I, I kind of viewed it as, you know, I've rodeoed all year this long. I want to say I was kind of around 13 whenever, uh, Dickinson and those rodeos came about. And I said, you know, to myself, I've rodeoed all year long and this is what I do. And what are you going to do? Sit home on the couch? I mean, you're, you're eat, a competitor. And, yeah. Do I really want to fly to Dickinson, North Dakota? I do not, but it's just part of it. And I'm going to go out there and compete. And uh, Bethany Schaffner let me ride her horse out there. And, you know, her horse did a great job and I drew a good calf. I just didn't perform. And so that's part of it too. Yeah, it is. It's, it's something like anything, unlike anything I've ever done. That's for certain. So, well, Cheyenne, we'll be rooting for you for the NFR 2021. And Go get their money. Hey, thanks, Jordan. Thanks for having us on here. Thank you so much for joining us on In The Loop Breakaway podcast. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to me, feel free to email me at jordan at com. We appreciate you listening to us and we'll see you down the road.